Guys, we're back for another exciting episode of the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play. And I am pumped for tonight's guest because, one, I met the guy like a week ago. So I go to this tiny little island in the middle of the ocean, and I go to play in this golf tournament, meet all of these people, whole bunch of influencers, shaking hands, kissing babies, the whole nine yards. Got the chance to actually not only meet this guy, see his product, and not in putt with the product. And I'm a little sad that I didn't get the chance to do that because I'm so impressed by the product. And then I got the chance to play golf with the guy. So we were walking to the airport, and I was like, hey, I need a guest for the hashtag Wednesday match play coming up. You want to be on? And sure enough. Here he is. So Bradley from Bradley Putters is with us, and this is a brand that is exploding. The putters are awesome. They're made some from some pretty unique uh, materials, and we're going to learn more about where he came from, where the idea stemmed from, and how fast this company is growing. It's only been going on for not even, I mean, what, 15 months, so it's going to be fun to learn more about the brand. But before we jump into that, the Grey Goose World Part 3 Championship, Bradley and I both played in that, and if you can call it played, because the winds were pretty much hurricane force the entire time the golf tournament was going on. So somebody today was like, oh, you have a nice tan, and I'm like, nope, that's wind burn. It's not from the sun, it's from the wind. So it was pretty pretty aggressive playing conditions, but nevertheless, I'm excited to have him on the show, and tonight we're going to be introducing a new format. So in the past, we've had roughly a 30-minute conversation that's going by the wayside and it's probably still going to be 30 minutes by the time we're done talking but we're going to start doing you know the back nine the nine fun random golf questions at the end well we're going to switch that we're it's it's the match play right 18 hole match play so we're going to have the front nine then it's going to be nine questions all about the brand all about the product the serious stuff then we're still going to have the back nine but i'm going to have you the audience vote on who you think is better the questions or the answers and i expect all of you watching at home to leave that in the comment section below but Let's jump into it. Let's welcome Bradley from Bradley Putters. Bradley, welcome to the hashtag Wednesday Match Play, buddy. Greg, thank you so much for having me, man. It's an honor to be here and excited to dive in, and uh, we'll see how well I can do. Uh, hey, well, I'm it's like up against you. Hey, no, it is. It's a match play, right? I hope it doesn't go to extra holes. So right. I got a dark and stormy in front of us. I mean, you're wearing the Grey Goose hat. So, like, this isn't one of your questions, but how good was that week, man? I mean, Paul Adams. Tip of the cap to him. He was on the show earlier this year promoting this event, what he's doing at Turtle Hill. But what a great week, man. I just – I love Bermuda. There's – just the people there are so ridiculously nice. Um, you know, it, it was a little stormy, a little, uh, little dark and stormy, um, some crazy weather. But even when the weather's crazy, just go to the other side of the island. And uh, because it's so steep, you know, the wind cuts off on the other side. And we went spelunking and just made some pretty cool memories there. Uh, couldn't – I mean, if it was – sunny and gorgeous it would have been relatively boring compared to what it was uh and it wouldn't have gotten to go splunking so that was and fun. fish a gopro out of the bottom of a lake <laughs> we did have to do that there was some MacGyvering involved uh, yeah it was like i mean it was fun though i it worked it worked really well <laughs> absolutely so let's just jump into it so tell me more about bradley putters where it all started like just give me the elevator pitch of of from inception to where you are today sure so um for about 10 years uh, i was an engineer and I, I designed military equipment to survive nuclear blasts, um, all sort of you know, rocket science stuff. Um, it's a ton of fun. Did it from here in Oregon. So I'm in Grants Pass, Oregon, Southern Oregon, about two and a half, uh, two and a half hours from Bandon Dunes. And um, the company I was working for wanted me to move to Virginia. And I'm just, I'm not an eco, East Coast boy. Definitely more of the, uh, the West Coast. Um, just, I love nature, love getting out there. So the... Uh, company wanted me to move i said no that was back in november of 2016 um talked to my mentors they kind of said you should start a business so i uh started looking didn't didn't know what i was going to do all i knew was i wasn't going to be an engineer anymore 
And about two weeks later, I saw a wooden drum and it had some cool cutouts on it that made different sounds and you hit different spots. Kind of pictured a golf ball dropping on it. Um, happened to know that one of the best uh, suppliers of burl wood in the world is right here in Grants Pass as well, an old family friend of mine. And, you know, I've been woodworking since I was, like, I've been whittling since I was five and playing golf since I was 10. So kind of all my passions aligned. Uh, so that was on uh, Friday, uh, Black Friday of 2016. And so I went really fast. Uh, on Saturday, I built a website. On Sunday, I made all my designs. On Monday, I built putter one. Tuesday, I built putter two. Wednesday, I shafted them up. And Thursday, I took them to the golf course. Um, and everybody said that they were awesome putters. The, uh, the grips just sucked. And I'd gone to, the, um, gone to the local pawn shop, bought two putters for 10 bucks, sawed off the heads, and uh, glued them in place. So knew that, um, knew that I was onto something. And within two months, we were at the PGA show, and golf.com said we were the coolest product there. So yeah, it was uh, pretty meteoric. Wow, that's awesome, man. So yeah, the other company came from a wooden drum. Now, what was the, tra- was the transition from engineer building some pretty cool you know not saying that the putters aren't intense and have a lot of pieces and a lot of technology and a lot of thinking behind them but was that an easy transition for you or have you found that to be challenging going from something that would i mean you said rocket science now you're building putters like what was that transition kind of like from from a a a challenging career perspective yeah um pretty standard so i mean it, it was actually became harder uh so with my old engineering job, it wasn't ever like, hey, here's an equation, solve it. It was, hey, here's a problem, solve it. So I went from a, a job where they'd say, um, and all sorts of the craziest top secret stuff, like things I didn't tell you about, but they said, here's the problem. Uh, this thing needs to not fall off a ship when it gets hit by a nuke, figure it out. Um, that's, that's what I had to do previously. Now it's, all right, we need to make a wooden putter that feels like any other high performing putter out there, but looks totally natural or totally wild or gorgeous, you know, looks like it's an art piece, but it actually performs. It's still problem solving. Uh, and then, then we need to like get it out and have people see it and, uh, you know, do all the marketing behind it. We need to have a business that can actually pay its bills. We need to have, um, employees that are well taken care of and enjoy what they do. And there's, there's still, there's more problems to solve every day in this line of work than there was in the engineering previously. Okay, good segue. I think you read the questions beforehand. Employees, how many employees do you have right now? I mean, you're, uh, you're a young company, right? Yeah, yeah, young company. Um, I've got two guys full-time and two guys part-time. Uh, the two guys full-time are pretty much making putters just like 40 hours a week. Um, we've got quite a few putters in progress right now. Um, I mean, I'm in here, I'm like two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24. We're about 24 putters this week that we're working on. Uh, so we're shooting for, you know, 25 to 50 putters a week. Uh, and my, like, right now, I'm not making hardly any putters, like, at all. I'm running the business side of it. Uh, because the goal of this company is to build up the community of Southern Oregon. And the way I do that is through payroll. So I want to make sure that there's as many people as possible making very healthy wages and loving what they're doing. Um, it's not, you know, I, I try and be so good at something that I can teach somebody to do it and have them eventually do it better than I can because I taught them like the goals behind it and the, the theory behind it. And then they can extrapolate that forward. So yeah, it's, um, I get 
I mean, t- just today, I think I had two different people ask to work for me. It's, it's generally somewhere between three to 10 people a week asked to work for the Bradley Butter Company. So no problem uh, hiring people here. That's awesome. Well, you're a good part of the world, too. Good beer scene over there. So oh, yeah, the where are the putters sold? Like, I assume online, but can people walk into a golf store and grab them? And kind of what's your strategy with that? Are you going to, like, PGA Superstore saying put these on the shelf or kind of where do I buy them? And what's your, what's your strategy look like for getting them to market? Yeah, it's, it's unique. Um, so our challenge is that you know, we make really custom stuff. Uh, our specialty is making a putter that is exactly what you asked for from color. You know, obviously loft lie, weight, balance, you name it. But like the colors, the, um, the, the exact shape of it, the, the shaft, the grip, customs are specialty. And so it doesn't make a ton of sense to have, uh, you know, 100 of these putters in a PJ Superstore uh, super because they wouldn't really be custom for you. Uh, so what we're doing to get around that is we're working with some high-end country clubs. Like I you know, just had a call with Bandon Dunes uh, this morning. We've got um, five putters there that were made with wood from Bandon Dunes. Those were uh, one of those was the ones that got on the Golf Channel uh, at the PGA show. I've uh, got wood from Mactiwa Dormy Club. Um, just got wood in from Canada today. Uh, talking to. Um, I uh, talked to a representative from the reading resorts in Orlando today, and uh, they oversee like, some of the TPC courses. Uh, so what we're doing is we are making putters for high-end clubs with wood from their course. And then that's what makes it, spe- that's what makes it make sense to have our putters in those locations. So someone can go there, try the putters with wood from their course, make it really special for their members. And then if somebody wants something crazy custom that, you know, that's what we do special, um, they can, talk to the course, figure out how to get in contact with us, or just, you know, go to Bradley Putters and uh, BradleyPutters.com and we'll take care of them there. So if Tiburon says, I want 10 putters, what's that process? Well, we want to send you the wood, like kind of, what's the cost for a facility to do that? I mean, is Sure. So, we... um, yeah, our, our retail pricing is generally uh, in the, like it starts around 675 for someone getting their own custom putter, goes up quite a ways. Um, you know, we'll do a couple grand for some of them. Uh, but because the facilities are kind of doing twofold for us, like they're, um, you know, they're providing places for people to go try the putters and, um, you know, we're doing something pretty special with them for facilities. What we do is for 500 bucks, a facility gets a, a custom putter with wood from their course, um, a ball marker with, uh, matching wood from like same, you know, putter ball marker, uh, has the same wood. It's a stainless steel marker that has a wood inlay in it. Um, this is part of, this is one there. So it's just a stainless steel marker. that's about half dollar size, with the, the wooden set in it. And then um, a natural leather, uh, handmade in America head cover as well. So um, pretty much no matter the number you get, whether you get one or get, um, you know, 25, eventually, well, pretty much no matter the, the number, it's right around 500 bucks for a course to get putters made with their own wood. But then what happens is those courses turn around and often charge good amounts for them because it's truly special. Like, you know, our putters are made with some of the most gorgeous wood in the world, but when you use a course's wood, it becomes something that has a really cool story to it. So uh, a lot of the, these courses are doing them as kind of uh, capital campaigns and, you know, they'll charge five, five grand for a putter because it's more fundraiser than sale, um, but they can command a, a real high price for it. So then you know, you'll go in and um, you know, see one of these, putters in a, a country club and it'll be anywhere from you know a thousand bucks to five grand uh but then 
you know, if, if you want one of those real special ones from that course, you're going to pay a good premium for it. Um, if you're wanting to get something custom, then that's where you can get fit at that country club. You know, we'll still take care of the country club, but then we can make you something custom and different and, and ship it over as well. So it's a, it's a model that we're exploring right now just because what we do is so different from anything anybody's ever done. Um, and it just it doesn't make sense at a PGA uh, Superstore. It makes most sense at a high-end country club. What's the most unique putter you've ever made? There's got to be one that's just like crazy. Uh, there was one we made that's butt ugly that we won't ever do again. But <laughs> like what, what we learned is that some people want, um, they ask for everything. And I've gotten really good. I mean, th that was an early one that we did. And it turned out, I'm like, that that is so ugly. Oh, my goodness. Because they wanted all sorts of crazy lasering, really bad colors that just clashed. Like, don't ever make a red and green putter. It looks like Christmas. Like, nobody wants that. Um, yeah, that one turned out interesting. Um, but we made, let's see, in the Harper, every single one is unique. Even when we're making four or five that are from the same block of wood, they all look different. Um, the, the live edge ones are always crazy. So that's where we take like wood from the side of a tree and we'll turn that into a, uh, a putter. So it, it's gnarly, it's bumpy. Um, probably the first one, first live edge I ever made uh, would be that. I mean, that, that's kind of what kicked off all the live edges. And it was a bearded you, creamy yellow. I kind of torched it a little bit, almost looks like a marshmallow. Uh, but it looked unlike any putter that had ever existed in the world. And we ran with it, and now people are just going nuts for them. That's awesome. So your target market, I would assume, are affluent private club members. But do you have other demographics that you're looking to reach and kind of like, you know, where are your majority of sales coming from? Uh, they're coming from people who appreciate golf. It's, it's not just the rich golfers. It's college kids trying to save up their, their money. Um, it's, uh, I mean, we've sold putters to kids like right out of high school, and we've sold putters to really, really old people. Um, our average sale generally is in the 25 to 34 range, honestly. Um, we created something that allows people to tell a story and allows them to really just appreciate the game more. So it's not something that people are uh, buying because it's cheap. They're buying it because it's special. And so, uh, yeah, it's, you know, golf's, golf's changing pretty rapidly these days. Uh, and you know, some good ways, some bad ways. Um, but a lot of people are starting to really, really appreciate the game again, uh, especially especially the younger guys, uh, guys and gals who, uh, you know, they, they know how to have fun, but they also just the the history behind the game. The, you know, the fact that, you know, guys that play with leather balls and wood clubs were able to shoot better than most people do these days. Um, that's cool. Uh, you know, you, you go out and play around and, you, uh, you, you share some experiences with your friends that um, you can't, you can't do anywhere else. Like you're, you also can't play this. Uh, you can't play like basketball as long as you play golf. Um, what I've done is, you know, with, uh, with these putters, we guarantee them for life. We guarantee that you love it. So if you buy one of our putters and you don't love it, we'll buy it back. Um, younger golfers are seeing that they're going to be using this club for a very long time. And so they're getting in early before prices go up too high um, and they can't afford it anymore. That's, but then we'll have guys that are, you know, they oversee 
um, hundreds of Ford dealerships and absolutely love the customization process we can provide. And so they're buying them as gifts for all their managers. Like there isn't really one demographic. It's, it's the fact that it's people who love golf. That's who buys our product. That's awesome. So I have like 10 members that are at Tiburon that I could just I envision just going bananas over these. So technically then I could pay 500 bucks, get one putter and have it on display to then sell custom ones. Would that be acting? Yep. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. Then when you sell the custom ones, you know, there's, there's a, uh, there's juice to squeeze for both of us. So we'll make right. sure that, um, you know, you, the, the country club gets taken care of, the people get taken care of. Uh, what's cool is, so we provide a, um, a software service where when you buy your putter, you get to follow along with the process as it happens so that uh, you would be able to watch us take a block of wood and watch all the steps. You know, we'll take pictures of it. You'll see which step it's at. You can like ask questions in this you know, back end uh, software system, like the same system we use to make your putter. Uh, the customer gets to see and follow along with. That's, so that's really pretty cool. cool. Um, so yeah, your, your 10 guys would be able to, tell the story of like, oh yeah, I got to watch it get made. This is what it looked like when it started. Here's what it is now. Um, it makes it just a little bit more special than just having it show up a month or two later. Yeah. But I mean, if you pay the 500 bucks and then you sell two or three putters, I mean, you paid for it, right? Right. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, you, uh, um, especially when you're those $500 ones, we're looking to sell those ones as well. Um, and have the country club sell it for, you know, again, those are the ones that go for 1000 to 5000 bucks a lot of times to the right members because they're looking to do fundraisers. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, there's there's a lot of ways for us to make it work with different country clubs. Each one's going to be different. Each one has its own understanding of the membership. So we don't really try and go in and say, this is what you need to do. Um, this is the only way it's going to work. We're right. still young enough and flexible enough that if someone has an idea and they want to try something new, I mean, the ball markers we do. Um, you know, they, they don't have the clientele that's going to be buying a thousand dollar putters, but they do have people that would love some you know, special stamped ball markers with their wood inlaid into it. Uh, we'll do, and we're starting to do a lot of wholesale on that as well. So the ball markers and repair tools, um, where it's, you know, ball marker made with wood from your course, that's a lot more accessible to a, uh, a lot more of the demographic. I think about our club specifically, and it might be too late to get a lot of wood, but I mean, we lost 1,700 trees in Hurricane Irma. So it's like, yeah. how cool would that be to be able, even if it wasn't trees that were downed, but trees, you know, part of the story could be, you know, it's a tree from, we still actually, we have trees that are still down that they're cleaning up. So yeah, well, that could we don't, be cool. that's the thing. We don't need a tree. Like um, the amount of wood that fits in one of those like medium uh, USPS, medium flat rate boxes, we can make about a dozen butters with um, or more. Like it's, we are very efficient. Um, and then when it comes to ball markers, we can make hundreds of ball markers, like if not thousands with that same amount of wood. So it doesn't, uh, it doesn't take a whole lot of wood to make these putters. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's small. Think about how big one of these putters is. And then that's, it, it doesn't compress a whole lot in the manufacturing process. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to run that up the flagpole and see what we can do. That sounds really cool. I mean, that just be neat to have one on display just, I mean, because we also have a lot of guests and we have a Ritz Carlton on property, Ritz Carlton three miles down the road. Like it would make sense for our clientele. Like they're, they're paying, you know, two, $300 to play golf. What's, you know, what's a couple hundred more for that, for a high quality custom handmade putter. Like it just, it makes sense. Right. Our clientele and our membership. I think it makes sense to. Well, then they're telling too. your story. So they pull that every time you pull a putter out of the bag, someone's like, what is that? Cause it looks different. 
And then they're, you know, they're not talking about Bradley Putters too much. They're talking about your course and the fact that it came from your course. That's, that's what makes it really special. Uh, well, especially it if it's in. got our logo on it and yep. you no know, tree. Like imagine the story, not just a tree from Tiburon, a tree from Tiburon that was down during Hurricane Irma, one of the strongest storms to hit the continental United States. Like yep. that's, a, that's a big, like I'm all about stories, right? I'm a storyteller. And yep. that the story that can be told from what could initially be a $500 investment for a, for a prototype yep. to use in the pro shop could be, a way to generate revenue and a way, I mean, that's just, that seems really cool. So it's got, it's yeah, we're getting a lot of, a lot of country clubs really excited about that. Um, and we're, we're going to be very busy this year with just country club stuff. It's crazy. So I know you're all over Instagram. You were snapping photos and doing stories all over the Island while we were in Bermuda. What other social networks are you using and what success have you seen from social media? Uh, we use Facebook a bit. Um, but the organic growth happens only on Instagram. Uh, Facebook is very much pay to play right now. And Instagram hasn't gone that way too much just yet. Uh, yeah. This is a keyword. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with Facebook, it's, we're going to be doing some more Facebook ads again um, shortly, but you know, I think we've got maybe 800 followers on Facebook and almost over 21,000 on Instagram. So the growth has been a lot more prevalent on Instagram. We, and we kind of cracked the marketing code on Instagram, so to speak. So we know what works, what doesn't, how to do it, when to do it. Um, I don't do it as much of a, it's not as much of an algorithm as some people do. Like, you know, other people have, you have to post it exactly this time and do this and that. Um, for me, it's Instagram. There, there's a few little tricks that you do and it works. Um, biggest thing though, is I'm not being, I, I'm, I'm posting my, process i'm posting a story of bradley putters on instagram especially on the stories like you can go back to the very first picture i posted and that was when the company was wasn't even formed yet the idea was two days old and it was the first block of wood that i tried so you can go back and see the story of bradley putters on instagram in a you know, story told in pictures uh, that's what my you know my fan base on instagram uh kind of resonates with them is they've seen me grow from just an idea into now a company that is getting recognized by some pretty uh pretty cool people so yeah the storytelling that can be done on instagram is cleaner quicker uh more efficient than facebook facebook's just cluttered these days and uh it's just too much pay to play well you don't you gotta forget i mean twitter and insta i mean google plus twitter has become too much for me uh yeah a place for people just to complain at companies and get them to do something like if, if someone had a bad experience, they say, hey, um, at Best Buy, this thing sucks. And so then that kills that. Like, or, uh, hey, McDonald's, like there was something in my suit. I, they go to Twitter to complain a lot of times. And it we haven't gotten any good interaction out of Twitter in a long time. I, I started with it, but it, it wasn't. Uh, what I found is that all of the, everything that could happen on twitter i can do on instagram just as well if not better um same thing with like snapchat is really good if you want to get into like really really young markets but it's a lot so with, with instagram i'm able to just broadcast out uh pictures and using our hashtags a lot of people see it um snapchat's a lot more confusing and a lot less uh uh broadcast word like you have to be you're sending to certain people most of the time um, these stories on Snapchat, they've got better filters, but Instagram, um, 
more people are on Instagram stories. And I mean, I, I can drive traffic to my website, like none other with just one story post on my Instagram. So it's a little bit of, you know, you want to be careful that you don't put all your eggs in one basket. And so, um, we've still got a little bit here and there, but you also want to kind of, um, plow the field that's growing, so to speak. Like it, that's Instagram is where 99% of our business comes from. And so that's the one that I'm focusing the most on right now. And you're going to add the Google plus golf community. Wink, wink. No, just well, I'm already on that too. Um, so the thing about those kind of communities is that there's so much more like engaged in a specific thing. Like that's where like Twitter is very much just a big, um, just kind of smorgasbord of stuff. It's hard to like, you can, you know, there's hashtags, there's, you can jump on certain trains, but it's a lot of people just kind of yelling and saying, you know, thinking that they had the most important opinion and just people talking um, all the time on Twitter. Uh, a community like that works anytime you've got a community, totally different story because it's the attention in a community is so much tighter than anything else. So like a Google plus community like yours is totally worthwhile for a business to be in that is targeted in that, you know, that, that sector. So yeah, for us, it makes a ton of sense. Like I've been on, I think I've, um, my personal account has been on your community for um, almost a year now. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be very engaged because it's so many targeted people that it just makes sense. Um, I'm also, so their big one we do is Reddit and Reddit's a very dangerous game to play, but if you play it the right way, um, I've driven couple like 6,000 people to my website over the course of a few hours with the right Reddit post. Um, it's insanely powerful, but you can tick people off if you're not careful. And I mean, I try and let people know, like, look, I, I, I post as Bradley putters, like, you know, that's the username on there. I try and make it known that we're like, I'm not saying like, go buy this thing. I'm like, look, we made something cool. Um, and then people can figure it out after that. But, but it's a very, dangerous nut to crack because if you don't do it right they will hang you for uh for just you know being too uh, too corporate well i hope to see you more engaged in the golf community and as that continues to grow what's what's a fun thing that people don't understand 100 percent of the posts i get a notification and an email about so i sift through those it's a it's a labor of love because i just when i created it it was like oh let's see what will happen I got five members. I got 12 members. I got a hundred members. Like it was so cool. Right. And right. Man, it's just, it's something I enjoy doing and hearing the stories and seeing the relationships that are built and, you know, people posting news articles. And I want, I want and hope that it, it's the largest golf community on that network. And it's numbers wise, it's one of the larger networks, but it's not quite the same activity that you get on a Facebook or a Twitter or a Instagram, but it's Google's platform. It's Google's social network. So I love Google. I love YouTube. I'm going to play in that space. And I hope yeah, to... YouTube's another one we've looked at a little bit. Um, we're going to be now Rick Shields is a buddy of mine. We're going to be doing some reviews with him at some point. Um, you know, for us, it's you also got to got to plan out like we're only so big. We can only, you know, need to make sure that we grow fast enough that, you know, we're still growing good pace, but we don't try and do too much at once because with the right post at the right time, we could just completely destroy our backlog for the next year, which would be a good problem to have kind of, but I want to get the right systems in place so that we can handle that properly. Um, it's, it's a weird problem we've got right now, like controlling. We don't want to control your growth. Like you want to just grow as fast as possible. But if you don't control your growth, your customers are going to have a bad time. And then you'll just like, if you would have just waited a month and built the right system, then 
you would be a lot better off than if you grow too quickly and can't handle the demand. It's, it's a very interesting, uh, I mean, I've seen, a, I've read a lot of books where they just grow as fast as possible, but it's the as possible thing. That's the kicker. And if you grow too quickly, you're going to be ticking people off. It's weird. So any celebrities, PGA tour players playing your putters? Uh, we are, well, we're, we just finished one up, um, for, I don't know if I can say it yet, but he's a, uh, sure a very, can. very prominent quarterback, um, that is on the West coast. So I'll just say that, um, <laughs> working on that one, uh, that'll be used at the masters in a few weeks, not the master at, at Augusta in a few weeks. He's playing there. Um, got, uh, let's see couple who can I actually say that? Uh, a lot of guys on the um development tours like daniel clater he's gonna be using it on up he's a multiple like i think six time seven time now winner on the swing thought tour uh he's in bradley family um we uh jason roy is a big cricket player over in the uk he sent over some cricket bats and we turned um, those into a couple putters for him and a buddy that's cool uh, yeah like we're uh, we're making putters out of baseball bats coming up. Um, got quite a few major league players that are uh, pretty stoked on what we're doing. Have quite a few long drive guys um, like Maurice Allen. He uses one quite a bit. Um, Steve Coyce, he has a really sick live edge that he uses quite a bit. Um, a couple other long drive guys are uh, good friends of mine. Um, they'll be using them soon as well. Uh, yeah, it's it's getting pretty pretty cool like just playing golf with some really cool people um and having a lot of these guys starting to switch over to wood putters is uh it's cool tanya uh tari she the the trick shot girl she has one of my wood putters as well um and she we allowed her so we make metal putters now too and we allowed her to choose between a metal putter and a wood putter um just because we wanted her to be trying it out and checking it out and uh she went with the wood putter because she just loved the feel of it so that was that was surprising but really cool um she's amazing trick shot artist and just a really cool person so having her uh game in our putter here and there is pretty exciting nice so that's your front nine like all the serious talk is done i think we're all square going into the back nine but are you ready for your back nine i'm ready well i don't know well you you can start we'll see how the front nine the front nine was that was the hard stuff like let's have okay. some fun now here on the back side Cool. So we met in Bermuda during the World Par 3 Championship. That was awesome. I'm assuming you had a good time, but will we see you in the field next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, definitely coming back for that. That was uh, – I'd actually – I'd been in September for um, – that event was so much fun. Um, and then I will be uh, – yeah, definitely coming back, promoting it hard, um, trying to get a lot more people there. I mean, it was pretty much a packed field anyways, but yeah, trying to get as many people – coming back as possible for it because it is i mean part three golf is just good fun like everybody you know, just if you hit it a mile doesn't help you because I mean, you almost needed to on some of these holes like the uh, 130 some yard that you're hitting up a uh, five iron full strength to get it there the wind was crazy this time but hopefully not <laughs> next year we'll see even if it was it was a ton of fun Yes, it was. And I was tired. I mean, I the, my first round, I had three lost balls and missed putts. And I mean, it was, it's no joke. It's not a chip and putt. I'll say that much. No, yeah, it was a ton of fun. So we're about the same age. What's your favorite golf movie? Um, Happy Gilmore for me. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I've seen 10 cup, but like, it's not one I watch religiously. Um, it's good though. Know, I just, like it's got a good story. Oh yeah. No, it's great, but 
Happy Gilmore is one I've seen so many times. And every time, it's just glorious. Like, so many good lines in it. I, that's my go-to. You probably so, are going to say Legend of Bagger Vance, huh? Don't say The Legend of Bagger <laughs> Vance, please. No one says The Legend of Bagger Vance. Please don't say that. Sometimes yeah. I'll say, what's your favorite golf movie? And if you say Legend of Bagger Vance, I know you're lying. <laughs> so when we were in Bermuda, we played in like 50, 60 mile an hour winds. Have you ever played in conditions like that? Like that was bananas. That was bad. Um, banded Dunes will, uh, yeah, I played Banded quite a bit. And I actually luck out quite a bit over there. Um, but it will, I played in conditions like that in Banded. Like I was actually, when I played with, you know, we, we took quite a few of my, uh, my iron shots, like the tee shots. Yeah, you're a stud. I mean, you're, you're pen hunting all day. I, I shot uh, even par on nine holes today. It was crazy. Um, my my handicap still says 10.5. I don't know why. But, yeah, I was I shot even par today. But, no, like, I mean, that uh, hole 17, um, the one on the back nine, like, with the water on the left. That was banana. I You're like that over the water. And Chris was like, that's in the water. Like, and it ended up 10 feet right. But all that playing abandoned gave me a lot of good experience with being able to play and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it was, uh, you got to get creative. You got to really see the shot. That was, I played with Rick Shields um, at the PGA show. And one thing, like, you know, he, he said it really stuck with me was make sure that you, like, you visualize the shot. You really see the shot before you hit it. And so, like, playing the wind like that, you know, you, you watch, you see how it's going to banana around. And um, it worked quite a bit. So, yeah, it, it was fun. And it, it felt very much bandanes, although it was a lot gustier. Like, bandana will just be a sustained, crazy wind. And you can play with that problem with uh playing there was you'd hit it it would go you know 30 40 yards left and sometimes it would come back and other times the gust would die down and you would just be hose out left so it's tough golf again not a chip and putt that should be like the mantra of you know the hashtag world part three not a chip and putt no masters is coming up who wins oh man um i that's just say question. Tiger. Just um, say Tiger. It's fine. Just say Tiger. I, you know, that would be awesome. I I think uh, I'm going to say Thomas. Um, but, you know, Tiger would be great. That would be, like, the coolest thing for golf. I just – I don't know. Um, he's. I think he's swinging too hard. I think he, uh, he doesn't need to hit it that far. He needs to stay healthy and hitting it as hard as he is. Again, who am I to be saying this? But <laughs> – I, w- I want to see him playing golf forever and having him get injured, trying to get an extra five yards out of a deep rough shot. is just scary. Like golf doesn't need that. Um, he's going to be, I mean, I personally, you know, advice from a 10 handicap. When I swing a little bit lighter, I play a whole lot better. So if Tiger would just listen to me, I think he would, I think he'd have a good chance. Um, he'll have the absolute biggest crowds imaginable like it's gonna be stupidly cool but um i don't know i think uh i think it's i think it's justin's time okay i like the tiger still in your camera i want to see him this weekend i'm gonna tell him that he needs to swing lighter maybe he'll listen to me i don't know Good. just hold a sign yeah I yeah that might swing lighter call the entire time what golf ball are you currently playing encore the uh, elixir so um really cool guys uh i i obviously play it really well i mean you saw i was able to hold it like in the wind control it um hit it i was hitting the ball at you know my home course today uh i've never hit drives longer um 
control around the greens has been fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good all around ball. It's not too spinny. Uh, my ball flight with it, you know, I, I just switched over to the Cobra F8 and, uh, I, you know, not as, you know, a bit more stiff shaft. Um, and I'm hitting that. I'm able to control the, uh, the, the ball flight on that so well, getting good rollout. So very much happy with the, uh, the Encore uh, Elixir. Awesome. So who's in, who is in your perfect foursome? Oh, that's a, so, um, Phil Mickelson, just because he, I'm a lefty, he's a lefty, um, all lefties look up to Phil. It's just, it's a thing. Um, and then Jordan Spieth, I think he's just a good dude doing good stuff for golf. I like, um, I'm, I'm a lot about personalities and character. And I think, um, I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to be seeing one of those headlines of uh, Jordan Spieth doing something stupid. Um, unlike some big, good golfers out there. Um, and then rounding it out, I usually, you know, I, there's some other golfer, like golfers that aren't necessarily, uh, I think Bill Murray would be really fun to play with. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, so, I mean, two guys that are, um, really amazing cool golfers and then one guy that's just gonna be ripping on everybody the entire time and having a great time uh although playing with kenny there was pretty that was fun <laughs> he's got some bill murray in him like he's yeah, got he yeah he uh he he's quick he is hilarious and him and rudy were just going at it the entire time. all day all day from the shots of gray goose before we teed off at 7 30 in the morning until the to lunch and beers after so much fun oh my goodness so yeah. no i mean that that foursome we that five some we played was pretty freaking good that was um, a hoot but honestly like i love i just love golf so i mean i played a, a threesome today with two guys that one guy was pretty good one guy had some good shots here and there and as long as someone like loves the game and isn't just getting angry i love playing with anybody like that's you create cool stories out there you can learn a ton about a person's character by how they how they play on the course um, how mad do they get? How good are they? How much time are they investing in it? Like, do they have ridiculously nice clubs, but they suck? Like you can just learn so much about a person from a game of golf. And, uh, and I just love, I, I'm, uh, I'm training, I'm teaching my wife to play this year. Um, I used to coach golf at the high school. So I, um, generally it takes about 15 minutes to take a hack and get them at least hitting the ball straight. Um, there's a lot of nuances to golf. So, I mean, it's not like they're going to be a scratch after that, but I can get somebody hitting the ball pretty straight, pretty quick. But I want to start being able to play, you know, go to the part three championship and have her play in the program with me. That's kind of, that's the goal for this year. That would be cool. That would be really cool. So I'm sure you're sick of Grey Goose, but let's have a drink, beer, wine, dark and stormy. Like, what are you sipping on? Oh, dark and stormy is so ridiculously good. Dumb good. Um, generally, I, you know, being on the West Coast, everybody drinks IPAs here. That's not my jam. Honestly, like, I know. That hurts. I know. It tastes like grass. It tastes like a pine tree to me. Most Some do, correct. Some trees yeah, right. like apple juice. Some taste right. like like a Christmas tree. <laughs> Christmas trees for sure. No, I've got a weird tongue. Like I legit disease on my tongue. It's the weirdest thing. Like I can't eat like avocados, uh, walnuts, um, strawberries, like weird stuff makes my tongue like physically hurt. And so IPAs kind of do that too. So the lighter the beer, the less it hurts my tongue, which is Totally weird and random. Like the more you know about Brad Converse, but um, 
IPAs really hurt. My favorite drink on the course, Coors Lattes on deck. Like, that's just – it goes down like water. It's delicious. No, because it tastes like water. I mean, that's part exactly. of it. Exactly. That's totally fine by me. I like water. It just has a little <laughs> zing with it too. And, uh, no, at the – in Bermuda, I was drinking Dark and Stormies. And, yeah, Swizzle's good. A lot of Swizzles. We had some fun at this Swizzle house. Swizzle yes, Lynn. we did. Um, Swizzle in. Dark and Stormy is my jam right now, though. It's just so – and it. what I like is – like, the reason I like a Coors Light, honestly, is because every time I drink one, I am instantly transported back to the first time I ever drank a, a Coors Light, which was on the Rogue River, rafting, going through a canyon. I, you know, I remember cracking it open, my first Coors Light ever, and uh, it's a sunny day. That's what – every time I crack open a Coors Light, that's where I'm at. So that's why I love them so much. Uh, and in the Dark and Stormies, I'm always back in Bermuda. So it's – that's what makes it special for me. That's cool. Now, the most important question you'll answer all night. Do you think Tiger breaks Jack's record? Which one? The majors. I mean, come on. Yeah. The yeah, record that he's chasing. I don't. Really? Um, I, uh, he's just, he, he's playing too hard. He's gonna get injured again. That's my well. One story. more injury and he's done. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like he is on thin ice and he's great for the game. I want to see him do it. I want to see him win, but he's got too much time off in the middle. There's the game's changing a lot. There's so many different good guys that you know when he was coming on the scene, it was still a bunch of old dudes that are you know it was a bunch of uh, um, oh what am I uh, the the guy that just always like lays up, um, David Toms. All it was all a bunch of David Toms, and he like could hit it 400 yards past everybody, and so he was crushing them. And then he, like, all the people that started golf because of him are now playing with him. Like Ricky Fowler, um, uh, that cool commercial, Rory McIlroy. He is now, you know, he he was watching Tiger. That's what got him into golf. So you've got all these kids that they didn't go out, you know, they're athletes. They didn't go out for football, though. They didn't go out for basketball. They went for golf. And so they were very athletic. And now they're playing against him. So he's got so many different people that are truly athletes, whereas previously he was the only good athlete in the game. Everybody else was just a bunch of pudgy dudes that could swing a ball pretty well. Now everybody's athletes. And so all it takes is one of those guys to shine that week, and they're going to beat him. And – that's why I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I think the game's changed so much that he's going to have a hard time. All right. I don't well, like that opinion. answer, but I'll allow it. Right. I know. I, it's not what I want to say necessarily. I want Tiger to win. I just, realistically speaking, I don't think it's, I don't think he's going to win as many Masters as uh, he would have if he would have stayed healthy. All right. That's a good, I, yeah. All right. I don't like it, but I'm going to allow it. Your final question of your hashtag Wednesday match play presented by Eat Sleep Golf is what's next? I mean, you're kind of just getting started, but right. you're kind of busy too. But what's next for Bradley Butters? Oh, man. Um, a whole lot of celebrities. We've got a lot of like multi million dollar accounts, uh, like an Instagram account, not multi million dollar, multi million people, follower accounts um, that are getting their putters in the next few weeks. Um, there's ridiculous country clubs that we're doing the coolest things with um yeah it, it's gonna be you know we went from in one year like you know we started 
December 5th of 2016. Um, it's, uh, yeah, we have become the putter maker. Of, we're, we're becoming quickly the putter maker of the stars. So um, that's what's kind of next for us. That's really cool. Well, it's going to be fun to watch too. And it was awesome meeting you in Bermuda, playing some golf with you, drinking some Dark and Stormies and some Grey Goose. I think we had more Grey Goose together than we had Dark and Stormies. But mm-hmm. my Dark Goose. Like going good, like the drink was so smooth. I was like, Yeah, I'll have another one because the fruit was delicious and sweet. It was. I, just, I was drinking it to get to the fruit at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. And I never had like a like a raw one. I, I saw the trees, and I never grabbed one. So I guess, Paul, if you're watching, I have to come back so I can have an actual loquat off of a tree. And from what I understand, Paul lives in, in like an area that has a ton of them. So okay. maybe I can go visit him. And, and I didn't get to meet his wife and his kids on this trip. So I didn't know how to say it when I was on my way there. I'm like, well, what is that? Laquate? Laquate. Laquate. delicious, though. And he has my shoe bag because I left it in his car. So I, <laughs> I literally have to go back to Bermuda to get my shoe bag. So you sorry, do. Paul, yeah, yeah. but here I come. No. Yeah, there's there's no shipping. They, they don't ship this way. They only goes that way. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was awesome pleasure, playing golf with you, talking more about your company, learning more about what you do. I don't know who won tonight, but hopefully we'll – I mean, I think you won. I mean, I, I don't, have a pretty I, unpopular opinion a few times, so <laughs> I don't know. You don't, you don't rip on Tiger and do well in golf these days. That's a good point, especially on a guy that's. I mean, Tiger's all around me. I mean, oh, I, I'm, I was winning that the entire fan. time. I was, uh, you know, it's the Sunday red. You don't, you don't say anything dirty about Tiger, but. So funny story. Uh, just uh, the other day, yesterday actually, uh, um, what's his name? Hashtag Chad from Callaway posted a picture of Phil Mickelson and said something about the Masters, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Tiger was red on Sunday, and a whole bunch of people retweeted it, and it was fun, just because I'm, Tiger, I mean, he's he's right there, and he's there, and he's there, and he's there, he's all around me. I drive a red and black car because Tiger was red on Sunday, and I'm not making that up. That's literally wow. why I drive a red yeah, and black so, like, Yeah, you, you definitely hate me right now. <laughs> I don't you. But no, you keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep uh, keep making putters and, and stay in touch. Let us know how you're doing. You're always welcome oh, yeah. back on this show. This episode is going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on iTunes and Google Play. It'll be on Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus. It's all over the place. And it's just a very fun conversation that we had tonight with a company that I didn't know about until I had to go all the way to the middle of the ocean. But it was fun getting to know you while we were in Bermuda. So make sure you let us know who you think won. The questions are the answers. Leave a comment in the comment section below on who won. And as always, on the hashtag Wednesday Match Play presented by Eat Sleep Golf, you have to remember to eat, sleep, golf. <laughs>